Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. It's the Internet's only college football podcast but you already knew that oh i mean we have a crew tonight to discuss all kinds of stuff right uh we have uh let's see jason kirk in beautiful kennesaw georgia hey jason just uh for those listening for the first time you're you're the college football editor at sp nation but tell them a little something about uh yourself that may, maybe the listeners don't know i want everybody to sort of give give a little nugget away to be like you know there's more to me than just these hot college football takes Wow, man, that's like the first day of vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't speak on your heart yet. We're not ready for that. Okay. Oh uh, shit, man. Damn. I wasn't prepared to share. I got. I, ha- I have a gigantic baked potato in the fridge for. I'll probably eat it for breakfast tomorrow morning because I eat super early because I'm old. So I'll eat it for what normal humans would be breakfast, but for me it would be lunch. And uh, thank you for sharing that extremely personal bit of information. You're welcome. Uh, over here, and I'm gesturing to the north, uh, we have Ryan Nanny joining us from, from Brooklyn, New York. Ryan, what's what's the one little special random fact you'd want like a, a new listener to understand about you? Not only that you, you can dish out, you know, college football opinions of scathing temperature, but that you're also a person. Um, have I, I feel like I've talked about it on the show, but I immediately forget everything we talk about the minute we stop recording. You know what my only personal focus for 2018 is, right? No. It's to get better sleep. Like, all I focus on outside of like... No, no, the, I, it should be. Fuck. I was it's about to. Nice I was about to be in awe of your ad read skills. If that were the case. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I got. A, I got a side hustle. I'm doing. I'm doing solo ad reads. Fuck y'all. Um, 
there the aren't any internet mattress companies left, but we could make one. You're doing um, the you're doing the Rogue Roadrunner ad read, right? Like middle of the podcast, like my personal endorsement. None no, of this money. All like I think all but uh, I'm probably up to like eight nights so far this year. I have gone to bed by eleven o'clock. That sounds and it's, so luxurious. And it's fucking great. I have missed important sporting events. I have missed, uh, you know, other shit that people are staying up late to watch. But, and it's old It's old man as hell, and that's it. That's the whole thing that I'm doing in 2018, is trying to go to bed at or before 11 o'clock as often as possible. And it's, I'm living my best life. I still look terrible and I still feel terrible, but I'm living my best life. I don't even have kids, and that sounds sumptuous as hell. I know. Do you wake up in the morning like some smug bastard in like a coffee ad, right? In like a two-piece pajama set, you know, with the sun beaming through, like ah, stretching, like kind of a little bit. I mean, the nice thing is if you have a child who randomly wakes up at five thirty in the morning one day, and but you went to bed at eleven, like you're prepared. You're kind of prepared. For, you still got six and a half hours. You're ready to go. Yeah, but you don't wake up like I do every morning, which are with these two words. Oh, God. No, 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 no. You have sons. We've talked about this. But no, this is my, this is the, the big takeaway from this. I am your most boring friend. Your most boring friend. Here's, all right, to reiterate that, because uh, it will probably come up in some form in this podcast, never drugsed, never in my whole very long life at this point, never, never drugsed once. Such a disappointment. So boring. Yeah, I really think you probably just reneged on your entire agreement to get a diploma from the University of Florida with that statement. But, you know, that's okay. We'll get you on some legal, you know, we will, the first time you, the first time you do the pot, you're going to do it live on the podcast in a legal state. Oh, God. Oh, God. You are. That's what we're going to do. One episode, we're going to go to Colorado, Washington, Nevada, or some other state that actually believes in freedom. We will get Ryan baked off his ass and we will put him on the podcast. Can I, can I still be in bed by 11? Yeah, no, you're going to be in bed by 11 whether you want to or not. We're going to tuck you in like a little burrito. Yes. Yeah. I know. You'll be, you'll be, that's actually the reason that you'll enjoy doing marijuana. Your pillow, oh, your pillow is beyond your best friend, man. It's the infinity gauntlet. You're just putting your head out going, oh, the whole universe right here. (sighs) Hashtag nanny and nanny. Nanny and nanny. We'll just tuck him in. (laughs) <laughs> what did you do for your podcast it was weird we got a dude high for the first time and we tucked him into his own bed actually mixing nana and nanny to imply that you were the saint bernard from peter pan i am the saint bernard from peter pan but edgy i'm updated mm. for i'm mm. updated for the modern version sure um <laughs> also joining us uh we have holly anderson yo no no oh. you get the intro God, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna leave our actual guest on the hook for so he's gonna walk away. No, he's sleepy. Up. No, he's sleeping. You let up. him fall asleep if he wants to. He's just yeah. like one of he's our listeners. If you want a nap during this, you go right ahead. Really yeah, wish I could have uh, been informed of this earlier. Like, go smoke a cigarette. I just broke a streak of like six shows without having my name mentioned. That's like Stephen Candyman. Go- that's Stephen Godfrey. We'll get to him. Holly, what's one piece of information about what has you? gotten into Spencer? What is this? Why are we- 
Are we making up for lost time? It feels it feels like he's stalling. Like he's got a witness coming into court that's not there yet. So he's like, Your Honor, I thought we'd just go around and talk about ourselves, learn a little bit about what makes us all good Christians. If you don't mind. Did somebody from corporate say like y'all have to introduce yourselves more often so instead of just getting it all in at once? When we said vamp, I meant to put on that sequin cover on the intro, but then please also make sure to do plan plan to do drugs on air. None of you have come up with the most likely explanation. This intro is like Jesus versus Miro intro long. None of you have come up with the most obvious suggestion, which is that I have forgotten who any of us are because I am Dory the fish, right? That makes the most sense so far. Yeah, yeah, that I'm actually, this is my cunning way of getting you to reintroduce yourselves and reframe yourself within my 24-hour memory it's, frame. It's like right? the most boring remake of Memento possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Holly Anderson, who I definitely know and remember, what what's one piece of personal information? What, one little nugget about yourself. What, are you a cop? Here, I have one. Uh, for Reddit, she's not married to Spencer. Do you know who told Reddit that I was? Spencer's wife. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to just trying to just trying to share terrific um i logged in just in time to register that and i'm never going back to that thing again whose idea was that jason's jason. that was jason's fault thanks social, buddy social media expert might i add jason kirk by the way you should all go and join the shutdown full cast reddit um we may make random appearances you never know just assume we're reading everything hmm Mm. I, I think it's better to foster an environment where the children feel they can um, they can play creatively without, you know, without someone looking over their shoulders. Speaking of lightly supervised environments, hey, Stephen Godfrey's here. Hi. Uh, so I'm supposed to share something. I had an existential crisis today because... Was it uh, Monday? Recently. Well, this one wasn't related to work, so I broke a, a Ripken-like streak of micro-nervous breakdowns. Um... I inherited a pickup truck from my father. Stay with me on this. Wow. Um, yes. God, God, how are you already telling the most old Miss story possible? Fathers and sons. <laughs> uh, after scraping all the after scraping all the obvious shit that comes from uh, a 65-year-old retired cop off of the car, I was then I was recently informed that there is an aftermarket uh, CD deck in the truck. I'm painting a picture here. It's like so think circa 2002, a lot of like neon lights and, you know, a lot of buttons where you never know what they do when you buy it. Can we guess what CD was in it? Well, here's the problem, Holly. Okay. By the way, don't jump the lead. Um, there's a CD stuck in it. Now, I don't, I don't have to drive the truck often. So I'm thinking about just leaving this thing as is because like I, you charge your phone off the cigarette thing or whatever. And I'll just like listen to my phone. I don't I don't give a shit anymore. I'm fully functional dad. The CD that is stuck in it is Big and Rich's Greatest Hits. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about just leaving this as like a novelty item in case I ever have a passenger. That's a and conversation then, piece. And then feigning shock when one there's a big and rich cd play it's the only thing that if you turn on the the super neon glowing deck that will play so i'm thinking about just keeping this feigning shock when a passenger tries to turn something on and just seeing how long i can go before it makes me you know horribly irreparably depressed i'm excited what if you pretend that you can't hear it and be like what are you talking about (laughs) what music i'm I'm excited for godfrey to use this cd to start his own ride sharing service called goober 
yeah, what record, if you're, what I if, was going to guess Amy Grant Heart Emotion. That's a great guess. What if you're just like, hey, you want to hear the new Big Crit? <laughs> <laughs> Man, Kanye went native. Yeah, you know, if you if you gave Big Crit like a serious personality disorder and then played out 100 years into the future and granted him no aging, he'd eventually make a big and rich album, right? Uh, like on accident, right? Like he just eventually hit on one if you just allowed him to make as many albums as possible. You don't know that Cowboy Troy wasn't in Cash Money. No one can prove that. Or, I, you or, know what? If I would, baby, I would if buy baby that he says was like he's a in cash, cash money, money science experiment gone wrong. Yeah, <laughs> from the cash money lab, like, like he burst out like, like Frankenstein. Yeah, <laughs> like they were trying to clone Birdman. He was like, "Kill me, kill me." <laughs> they told the lab, "We want a country rapper," and the lab took it a little too literally. <laughs> hey, Croatia's a country. <laughs> Cowboy Troy's the most popular artist in Serbia. What? Yeah, I, uh, I. By the way, that's the answer. If Baby says if Birdman wants me to say that Cowboy Troy uh, is a rapper, I will say it. I'll say whatever he wants me to say, along Ooh, with Jay Prince. If Jay I've Prince wants a, me to I've say it, I've got a story I will say that I could just tell. Uh, and I think there's statute of limitations on my agreements with ESPN PR. I had to go interview Big and Rich a couple years ago. You guys remember that when they redid mm-hmm. the intro and they shot it in, of course, Nashville? Yeah, it's um, a good blog post. People should go read. Thanks. They made yeah. me wait an hour and forty five minutes to get you know just the basic requisite crappy quotes that go along with a pr effort and uh two-thirds of them were com- uh were were uh ryan nannied out of their skull i'll put it that way and i was asked not to mention that so i think i can get away with keeping that agreement up by not mentioning which two of the like three or five guys were completely geeked out yeah i'm on like that an, i'm on like that celebrity hot tub y'all don't don't do that come on this brand is tarnished enough. Why would you make it worse? Sl- slang for slang for weed is nothing but you now. You're like, super Yo, nanny man. when you're well rested. Yo, man, no. I got that super nanny. Cop that nanny. What do you call it? What do you call this varietal? What do you call this strain of weed? I call it nine hours of nanny. I hate this show. Man, that's the blooming onion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, that will get us soon. <laughs> that will get us uh, man you know how many no, downloads they, they we get if we got sued by intro. outback What's... probably about the same i don't think it would change all that much no it no, would be good for business okay safe what spencer actually did with all of his vamping at the top of the show was provide us with kind of like an auditory buffer in order to face legal action people have got to wade through the first part of the show <laughs> to find yeah. the infringements. We're fine. This is a gold mastermind. Bunch of corporate lawyers sitting down in a big boardroom and after three and a half minutes, they're like, I, no, we can't. I just, this fuck is, this. No. It's just no. These guys, the these intro, guys seem The fine. intro is the abandoned furniture we leave on the front porch. So when the cops show up, they're like, oh, nobody lives here. <laughs> Spencer, what's your fun fact, said. by the way? You're not, oh, you're, yeah. What's Spencer's yeah. weird? You, you can't yeah. throw this down and walk away. Spencer has uh, to go to a doctor this week because he slept wrong. It's true. <coughs> God I did. damn. I How did everybody uh, come up with the oldest shit? <laughs> I did. I, sl- I slept wrong. So I think I got some some wrong with my shoulder blade or back, something back there. So I have to go to a, I'm going to a physician to go get that looked at. I walked into the, to do the podcast tonight. And he's talking about going to a specialist and I thought he had deadlifted his way into trouble. And he was like, I woke up weird. That's it. But, it, but isn't it nice that you're old enough to not care and you can be honest with the doctor? Like, if you had done that at age 23, you would have no. made you would have made up some bullshit, or you just wouldn't go to the doctor at all. Uh, actually, there was an injury from that era of my life. I will share. 
because <laughs> you say, well, man, you injured yourself sleeping. That's a prime old guy thing. Yes, it is. But stupid injuries during sleep are a tradition around here. And I will explain why. Um, I went to the Florida-Tennessee game in, I believe, 2007. This was the game where, uh, I don't know, we beat them like a lot. We beat them by much. And afterwards, I celebrated. And when I celebrated, I fell asleep on one of those giant adult bean bags, right? I don't and, think they call them adult bean bags. That sounds gross and sexual. Mm, okay, so porn, a pornographic <laughs> bean bag, if you like that term more. Yeah. Okay. I fell I fell asleep on how a horn bag. Get, wait, how do you even get traction on one of those? Um, well, I didn't, and that's actually part of the story of the injury because when I fell asleep. Uh, I'm a belly sleeper. Y'all didn't need to know that. Uh, I tend to cock one leg up as if I'm climbing the side of a building. And that's how I sleep. Oh my and God, I wake you up, sleep in rampage mode. I do. I sleep in <laughs> rampage mode. And I wake up seriously every morning with the thought of, oh, God, I'm still alive. Like every morning. I oh, wake God, up I, with, I changed back from Godzilla. Thank God. <laughs> no, that's it. Is I that up, good? I don't know. It's just how I wake up every it's morning. It's different. like, oh, God, I'm still alive. Another day. Most people are like, well, another day. Great to be alive. I'm just stating facts. Like, oh, God, awake. So I sleep like that. When you sleep like that on a a gigantic beanbag, gradually your head will sink further because it is heavier than your arms. Because You're, li- you're literally describing how dinosaurs got trapped in tar pits. <laughs> that was me over the course of a night. An <laughs> allosaurus that had gone wayward into a pit and was gradually sinking into the tar or amber whatever large That's sticky not substance how amber works. it is they're big pits of <laughs> amber Don't they're famous they're the very famous Jurassic Park. they're famous the amber pits of akron ohio oh. i can't amber? wait to top a cane with your skull amber, amber <laughs> pits either. definitely the hottest stripper in akron ohio <laughs> So mm, put pit in. I would. Uh, <laughs> so I. This pit story concludes with me falling asleep with my head initially above my arms and then sinking well below that range of motion, so that I spend a good eight or nine extremely drunken hours with my hands well behind my head, if you will. Okay. Wait, that's a stress position for hostage negotiation, not hostage negotiation for interrogation. Three days later, I begin to experience a throbbing, spiraling pain down my left arm, which, as anyone who knows the signs of a heart attack would say, hey, that's alarming. It was very alarming, particularly because it kept creeping up my face, like my neck and my shoulder and into like my jaw. And I really thought, well, buddy, looks like we've done it here. Just shot, you know, just over the age of 30, we're going to have a heart attack. So I went to the hospital and a Michigan grad, a doctor there, said, well, I don't know, your EKG looks great. Your blood pressure's awesome. Everything sounds fine. Um, but you got no hey. class. It, some, yeah, it said no <laughs> class. By the way, we don't cheat in football and never have. Why would we ever do that? And, uh, and then he said to me one day, one day you'll have two marks of the Wolverine on you. And I was like, sorcerer. <laughs> so um, anyway, he said, what you need to he said can you do me a favor can you take your left arm and raise it over your head and i tried to do that and i was like ow, ow. and he goes oh you tore your rotator cuff how do you sleep and i was like <laughs> well, i was like i was like normally just in my head but i've never injured myself sleeping and he goes did you have any unusual situations and i was like funny story would sleeping on a beanbag do that and he's like brother 
I have some good and bad news for you. How do you breathe sleeping face down on a beanbag? Um, brain doesn't need much oxygen, to be honest. Did you take All a right. snorkel? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture the physics of this at work. Right? Are yeah. you sure we don't have any mattresses to slang? Because, again... <laughs> The There's got to right. be an internet mattress company that isn't spoken for yet. For a show so, that cannot transition into an ad read, you've missed like four for a mattress. Yeah, this is yeah. killing me. We yeah. noted all of them, though. I'm pretty so that's sure really there's good. like a Rudyard Kipling fable about this. It's, yeah. like, so this ad, to- it's like we're bad Can we this? start a mattress company? Sure. Ooh. Yeah. But so do you I think told- for like t- about 10 years of your life, you were actually tr- just living the life of an amateur pro wrestler and you didn't know it? What do you mean 10 years? <laughs> Like torn rotator cuff, wouldn't go to doctor, uh, sleeping on a beanbag. Like that's that's like 80 dudes I know from back in the day. Um, yeah, like I said, that really hasn't discontinued or stopped in a lot of respects. This this going to the – I live like a, a Viking, like a disorganized Viking with bad furniture. Like that's an abandoned how it's gonna Viking. Go. Like a Viking without purpose. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They left you in port. They, they left me in port. I missed the You're boat. You're too dense. That's exactly that's not, that's not making it on the boat. Be like, no, we're not putting his fucking beanbag on the boat. Fuck him. Leave him behind. We already have an anchor. Oh, I still love you. Now you're what our are, emotional anchor. Now, what now I'm the emotional anchor. Why are we actually doing... I honestly drowning us, I not say grounding this every us. week. Well, we... we but now I really don't know why we're here. No because, reason. I especially don't know why we made Godfrey do this. No reason. Because well, I, I cannot. There are two, two reasons. Two reasons. One, the answer to one is because we did it last week. So That's it? The answer. Well, we're forced to do it again this week. We're Sisyphus of bad audio? Yes. Actually, that's our I mean, listeners. that's been we're clear the, for some the time. Boulder. The answer is you talk shit about Alpha Flight about a month and a half ago, and oh I just God. got around. Oh, Rin is due. Okay, fine. Right, so, Here, let's let's God no let's di- let's dive into it. Okay, I'm extremely excited to sit so, back and watch Stephen and Jason fight for 45 minutes. Exactly. I wanted to go ahead and just frame this by saying that that this week, um, this week has been really momentous for Stephen. I'd say the past like seven days, Stephen has been um, the star of a documentary. Uh, which uh, is doing really, really well. Called, I haven't checked your numbers. It's called Flint Town. It's on Netflix. It's called Flint Town. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one about the cult? It's that one. Wild, wild country. Mm. Yeah, wild, wild country. Yeah. Stephen Godfrey is the star. No, he he's the star of Foul Play, uh, our documentary on Go Ninety, which is about uh, Mississippi football recruiting and the sordid underbelly of college football. <laughs> which is he about also- freak baseball injuries. <laughs> Go 90. It it's a real app. You can put it on your phone or your tablet or any other device. It's a, it's real app. Real <laughs> or a real app. Go 90. The he's also authored uh, the eleven thousand words, I believe. Uh, opus uh, summing up the story for those who prefer the tale in a wonderfully written version of this. He has been. This is what I wanted to ask you, Stephen. Uh, what's the weirdest input you've gotten this week? I know that that the the reaction's been mostly positive, like shockingly positive on both, right? Yeah. Like not a whole lot of people like like FSU actually... positive. No, we ran a streak of twenty three positive, non racist, non gender biased, like totally humane at a family event level commentary from twenty three in a row from FSU fans. Jeez. What the hell happened down there? They the lost behavior. their edge since Jimbo left. I, I don't even have a joke. I was worried at one point. 
And I think Willie Taggart's just like, like really brought them to Jesus. They're just, they've just embraced the positivity life, man. That's what happens when you get a spread offense where people get to have fun, you know? All of a sudden, the universe is like beautiful rigging and architecture become apparent to you, as opposed to the satanic complex musings of one Jimbo Fisher, the false god. Oh, God. Um, yeah, the only thing I have to add to that is that I have a contact whose job it is to look at every picture of Jimbo Fisher on social media and the internet and then circle when he still wears like his Florida State uh, Nike stuff. And then they have to send it to the school and be like, can you please, I swear to God, please make him change that gray t-shirt. Well, to be fair, he can't afford new clothes. <laughs> he doesn't have much money. Hey, well, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't work for money. He works for the love of the game, the money game. Even, Sorry, we talking even, about money? even with the absurdity of this show and everything that we do, which is patently absurd, we have, we have undersold a shit out of that man going to Texas A&M for that much money guaranteed. We've all slept on this. We've all done a poor job. Yeah, can we pick a point in July over the All-Star break when there's nothing else going on in sports and just pick a designated day to all just flip out over this? It just like ra- it. it just randomly occurs to me sometime that they're paying him that much money to do that, which isn't going to work. Yeah, it'll, it'll yeah but Gigum, what if it does? Yeah, yeah. Counterpoint. God, there'll be no living with What if people. it does? Counterpoint. Actually, fuck you. I have. Well, the way you got to think about this is Texas can't afford to pay Tom Herman that much, apparently, because they're not. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe you have me at mm-hmm. Texas can't afford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I enjoy that Jimbo Fisher really doesn't have any idea what to spend this on. <laughs> like, no, there are other coaches who I'm like. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure they could spend this money. But Jimbo, I'm like, I don't know how many trucks you could buy. There's no greater argument about about economic inequality when a man who's guaranteed to make $10 million a year for like what the fuck ever it is for the rest of time cannot change a gray dry fit t-shirt after being told multiple times. Name Jimbo. And I like that that every photo that comes out of of him, it's like, oh, he's – Boy, the self-care levels are not great. Like they're always grizzled. They always have to apply every Photoshop filter possible so they can be like, "No, nah, he's just looking steely and hard. He didn't stay up all night and hasn't brushed his teeth in four days." I don't know what you're talking about. Jimbo's fine. He loves it here. Everyone's fine. Go away. Other- yeah, the desert is desiccating him into the turtle from Neverending Story. <laughs> Other no, look dad. it up. Look it up right now. Do an image search. <laughs> Never told a lie on this podcast. I believe you. I believe you. Other divorced dads are looking at him, and and they have concern about his skincare regimen. <laughs> it's true. They're like, listen, he may not agree with their political beliefs, but Lush makes a couple of moisturizers that, frankly, transcend any concerns one might have. Big man, uh, I have the most primitive understanding of masculinity for men. They they put exfoliants in them now. You don't have to do, but you don't have to do two steps. You can save a lot of time just do it in the shower. Yeah, listen, it's one gel. One gel across. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite thing about men's products is that you're like, can we use one gel for what? Oh, Everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. If men, if, you know, the combination shampoo conditioner, if that could also be toothpaste, a lot of men would buy that. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, but the next step after that is like subsisting off of it. it it's going to move into consuming territory pretty quick. Also fun. Yeah, yeah have fine. you have you seen Snowpiercer? 
<laughs> you know who likes trains? Dudes. Dudes like trains. I thought you were going to say Texas A&M. Texas loves railroads. That's true. They do. If it weren't for those T-zippers in Austin, we'd still be riding on them. By the way, Ollie's completely right. The turtle and never-ending story is Jimbo Fisher. It's terrifying. This is terrible. Can we ask the Reddit questions now? Sure. Yeah, so some some media elites might have a problem with there being a Reddit page because they sit and stare at the Twitter, <laughs> Twitter and complain about, like, you know, normal normal internet weirdos <laughs> using Reddit and having to interface with them. Yeah. Yeah, you, like, know how, you know how Twitter is totally healthy for your brain to sit and, you and know stare how at. Every everything written about Reddit has just been like, yep, it's just normal interaction. Everything's good. It's exactly as normal, but it's nowhere near as normal as Twitter. Of course, Twitter, of course, where normal humans um, spend all their time in their little little elite bubble. Um, so, the, seeing as this is a podcast of the people we reach out beyond Twitter, which is like seven hundred people, um, all tweeting, "LMAO, Twitter broke my brain." Um, and, and we extended out to Reddit, which is like 700 people um, talking about whether John Cena could beat up Batman. Um, and like, yeah, they both have a lot of awful with people fan saying art. awful yes. stuff. Yes, I mean, oh yeah, they're, they're, no, yeah. With the, fan, the fan art. The Twitter, fan art is, Twitter is just Twitter is Reddit for media people who can't draw fan art. Let's be exactly. honest. Exactly. <laughs> Tell them. Talk to them. Talk the fan art is if John Cena could beat up pregnant Sonic. It's different. <laughs> On Twitter, is, it's whether no. like. John Cena is woke enough to, like, uh, eat Donald Trump. I don't know. <laughs> um, so this, so I like this one from Quietude Thirty Eight because this is also a topic that we wanted to get into anyway. Best gas station fried chicken, and this was this was uh, I feel a welcome question for Godfrey as yeah, sort yeah. of our ranking mid south oh, uh, Louisiana expert. Um, okay, so. It can't be a chain inside of like a pilot station, correct? We're like eliminating all that crap, you, right? No, you just you just make the choice you want to make. Now, if it's a chain, but it's one specific location of that chain, yeah. that's fine. I just I want you to make the decision that your heart your heart wants to make. Okay, okay don't here we think go. about it. Between the cities of Meridian and Hattiesburg is I fifty nine, and it's there's one outside of Laurel, Mississippi, and then there's another one on Highway. I think it's night. It's forty-five, just north of Waynesboro, and they're both just like a mad. By the way, is everyone familiar? I know Holly is, and Spencer probably is, but like, is meat and three just a Nashville term? Everyone yeah. understands what that is, right? Um, yeah, no, that's. I think that's a pretty common culinary okay. term. So just like, yeah, just imagine. So what Mississippi does is that like you can't get the money for the building and afford the business, so they just put them in the back of a gas station and it cuts all the overhead. The food is as good, probably better than most places that are like bullshit trendy there's a place uh just north of waynesboro and it's in the back of an amico station and the gas the the, the gas station chicken is fucking unreal do you know the name of this place we want to point no to it's just Dude, the that back sounds of even the better <laughs> yeah. i mean that's better i just want people to know back yeah. of the amico station right it's on uh it's on highway 45 and god is god for using our podcast to run a human trafficking scheme is that what ha- another, I'm worried I mean, that's what's happening? At here. least it has a purpose now. Yeah, that's another extremely Reddit <laughs> opinion, right? Fuck, I don't have to disclose paid endorsements. Kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm off the clock. Is it chicken. illegal in Mississippi? Good question. Oh, no, chicken, always chicken, the answer. Chicken Gate's going to be great. I'm excited. 
This is where I, this is where I basically talk a SWAT team into raiding the place out of paranoid like idiots online just to bring me chicken, right? Like the SWAT team's like, "Well, we confiscated all the chicken." I'm like, "Guess you're gonna have to like meet me in Atlanta at your office at the ATF." Oh dear, got all this confiscated chicken. I'll test it. I'm brave. I'm brave. I'll eat it. Mmm, it's delicious. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, toxic, it's bad. Why did you guys bring me all this delicious chicken? Wasn't part of a long-term plan at all. Do you do you all realize how insane talking about gas station chicken is? No, to, this is not people. insane. Because no, 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 no. Well, let me finish. Okay. To people, to people who have no familiarity with the region that we're talking about. Well, all right. Like, you gotta know, okay. Here's here's a couple of things you gotta know, and I don't think it's that outrageous. No, You're like just, even in a, a dense urban environment, y'all got bodegas. You yeah, get it. We'll it's trans- just a bodega. We'll trans- exactly. Yeah, we'll but, translate. but I would not. I would not get fried chicken from. A okay, bodega. but what would you get at a bodega? What would you eat? You at wouldn't a get fried chicken in New York City. You would That's get an egg sandwich that's been sitting under a heat lamp for eight hours. It's What's the same the Jesus principle? and marrow sandwich that's so popular now? Chopped cheese. Chop, the yeah. chopped cheese? Yeah. yeah, okay, so you get you get like one of those, or you get, I know in New York, like the best things I've gotten are usually like the sort of like half garbage that comes off of like, yeah, like a bodega or a, a cart of some sort, right? Sure. Street. Oh yeah, street meats, street meats fine. All that, that's all you're doing. But if okay? you can drive up and get the street meat, woo! Yeah. And yeah. a pack of Doral's and maybe a couple Gatorades. <laughs> God, your life has been bad. Now, seriously though, like that's like for like this has always been. That's called shopping, Ryan. Okay, that's what we do. <laughs> Not all of us go to Publix all the time. Asking. I'm so sorry for your wife, and I say that all the time, but I've never felt it. So oh, especially acutely. this week, though. Mm-hmm. Are you taking that lady on vacation? Uh, she's in Pensacola with both kids and my in-laws right now. Oh God. But so, when she gets home, it's lemon just, lime waiting. It's not just a drink; it's a lifestyle. Um, next question from the shutdown folk as Reddit, like and okay. subscribe or whatever you do to these. Okay, from, I have one. From uh, from oh, you have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you uh, got it loaded up, go ahead. All right, this is from Cockadoodle Boom. What's the dumbest redneck thing you've ever done? I'm directing this at Godfrey to start. Oh, right on the spot. It would definitely be discharging firearms in city limits. Um, I was. Well, okay. I, look. I... So before 9 11, you could be charged with terrorism. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Okay. I was not arrested for terrorism. One of my friends was arrested for terrorism, but it means something. It meant something different before 9 11. Right. It was a pure time. Simpler times. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Jason, who immediately knows what I'm talking about and will back me up. No, I got, I got you. I got you. Um, the individual was, uh, I had assisted in the operation, but was not on the roof. Um, this was after we fired a 38 at a, like a, it's not a, not a full stoplight with the three colors, but just the one that just has the an intersection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, then uh, there's an individual on a roof, and I can't even remember what the recipe used to be, but you would take like, I think it was Drano tin foil. You put it in a two liter bottle. And I think there was some uh, other that, that wasn't it. But Orange yeah. juice. There's some there's something else where you can shake it up. Wait, were you it, making and, napalm? 
No, we were just no. It created oh. an explosion. Never mind. This is Holly and I saying we know too much. Go ahead. Jesus. Um. No. What? No. We were. Tra- it was creating an explosion because it was like compacted or I don't know. Like like I was sober at the time. Wait. Uh, didn't this? Didn't this like get attention as like the next knockdown game a couple years ago as like this thing that teens are doing? This was. I mean, this was like pre. No, no. I mean, I I know what you're talking about because yeah. I think this had a resurgence like last year. The '90s are back. Finally. Uh, and, and what were the consequences of this? Uh, I did not go to. I did not go to jail. I did jump flat-footed in in cowboy boots off of a, the roof of a one-story home that um and really stuck the landing. I'm proud of you. you, you guys, got a high center of gravity. That's that's nice. Now, again. now I know of a guy who got a, a terrorism charge because he owned a record store in downtown Fort Lauderdale and decided it would be a fun idea to see if he could shoot uh, to see if he could shoot clay pigeons off the top of it. Not really thinking about it being the middle of Fort Lauderdale. Um, that was that was a charge he dodged eventually. But I don't blame them for that. Like he's like, yeah, I got a terrorism charge. Yeah, no, it used to be funny because pre nine eleven, you would you would terrorism was a pretty common felony charge for just being a drunk asshole. I am available to lecture to your students or scout group if you do want to teach them how to make napalm. FBI, I'm, I don't know these people. I don't like them. Oh, they're busy, honey. I don't work with <laughs> them. Are they? The are, are they? Apparently, yeah. You know Jeff Sessions listens to this podcast because he loves Spencer's impression of him. I asked two I asked two FBI agents a week ago. I was like, what was the motivation on the basketball thing? And we're like, we don't fucking know. <laughs> Godfrey breaking news on this podcast. Literally, the basketball was... investigation. No one fucking knows. But I hope, both of I them in a... unison just completely shrugged it off with all of the like all of the existential dread and ennui that comes with a federal government job. Just like, we don't fucking know. I hope it's revealed that it was just a couple of Kentucky fans within the Bureau that were just like, yep, just wanted to show you Coach Cal. Coach Cal's clean. Love him. We're dedicated. Uh, anybody else got a... Well, no, I, I, I do want to ask Spencer what the dumbest redneck thing he's ever done is. Although you kind of already said it when you tore your rotator cuff sleeping in a beanbag mm. at post-age 20. I think that counts as redneck if that, like, ruined your high school baseball career. Yeah. Yeah, which I never had. So I have to resort to an entirely different thing, uh, which was shooting a movie in my sophomore year of high school. One of those, you know hey let's make a movie for a school project and that somehow morphs into the idea of hey we need a scene with fireworks here's the dumbest thing we ever did um driving down the road there was a box of fireworks for a scene that was in the back seat and there is one person in every group of people who will be the person to do the one thing that will endanger everybody right i have a theory and that's this that if the group of people equals n right then n greater than five there will be one person in the group who wants to torture everyone it's just it works it's like any movie right like if you're in a a doors locked situation a lord of the flies situation if you have more than five people in the room one of those people is like you know what the solution to this is we need to torture somebody that's just gonna happen okay be ready know if it's you be honest about it okay two there's always one person in that group n larger than four who are 
who will be completely willing to do something randomly dangerous to, to like screw up everything simply because they want to, right? This is the person who wants to watch the world burn. We had five people working on this project. One of them thought it was a really good idea to, while driving down a major road in Franklin, Tennessee, throw a bottle rocket into that box, which was sitting in the back seat of what I believe was a Tempo. I was not in the car. I was in the car behind it, which was the best place to be. Because if you've ever watched about a hundred bucks worth of fireworks go up inside a small compact car, it's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. It really is. Because in the midst of all of the explosions and things going off inside the car and the smoke coming out of it, you'll see hands waving in a panicked fashion. That, <laughs> while you acknowledge is alarming and possibly harmful to the people inside, is so hilarious you can't stop laughing. It's nature's strobe light. <laughs> you just see someone in the back going, ah! In the universal panic gesture. They had to pull over and pour out. They all looked like they'd been in an oven for about 30 minutes. It was magnificent. It was almost like Tom and Jerry when something blows up and they're all covered with like soot and ash. It looked exactly like that. That is the most redneck thing I've done is pull over and laugh at somebody who had a box full of fireworks go off in the backseat of a car. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to keep asking this question because somebody's going to commit to a crime, uh, admit to a crime. Please someone take the take the mic i have a question i want to ask spencer first and then godfrey it is from mhg94 on the shutdown forecast reddit which everyone should, should um friend or whatever you do america's only college football reddit that's not true i have one free day in nashville what should i do spencer leave go to memphis. take a nap go to memphis. godfrey just go, just go memphis. <laughs> yeah. so stay and sleep all right those are, those are your choices. Or or my superior answer, leave and get some decent barbecue. We, well, we <laughs> bought all of Memphis's barbecue and brought it here, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So ruined yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. Right. We've been trying to keep this up for like 10 years now, and I'm just like, yeah, fuck, whatever. I pay taxes here. I'll always win. Why? Because I won't ever let it go. No, here's the problem. It's slowly turning into the part where you're the person on this podcast who cares the most about Tennessee, and that's how you lose. You know, that's a very damaging thing to say about someone. <laughs> I have no response to that. If you okay. step into the courtroom, then that's what happens. You just got Ryan just Ryan just tore your argument to trash. I know that's why I'm going to stall for another 15 minutes. Judge! No, it's, it's fine. Judge, why don't we, why don't we go fine. around and talk about why don't we? Why don't we share deeply traumatic childhood stories so we can better understand? No. Uh, all right. This is from the Fanged Rabbit. This is Saban Orr. Godfrey, can you explain Saban Orr to the people? Saban Orr is the device that we created on PAPN because inevitably everything comes back to the, um, the horrible time in which we live in, in which a uh, despot ruler has taken over our freedom and uh, wins a lot of national championships. Um, you thought it was a Trump joke. Um, so what no, we you do, said winning. Hey! Uh, so what we do is we say, basically, um, Saban Orr means... A uh, number of na- uh, national titles to be yet to be won by uh, Nick Saban or some other event. All right. So this Saban or is Saban national titles or good DC cinematic universe movies. Saban national titles. 
<laughs> I didn't even blink. Saving national titles. And you on um, PFPM being podcast and play nobody. The universe's only other college football podcast. The, the, well, that's Earth Two's college football. Oh right, yeah, that's correct. It's it's the um, what is it? Uh, secret invasions or whatever. Yeah, y'all are the um, when the Cree turn into heroes. Y'all are that, and we're the we're the good guys. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I know you're downplaying your knowledge of that fucking event right now to sound cool. Dude, it's amazing. I like I duck the nerd tag. I have a motherfucking Nintendo tattoo and nobody around here calls me a nerd. It's amazing. I know. So I call, I call on that podcast, you've time. established 2.5 as sort of the going over under for future Saban titles. Is that that seems, yeah, that seems to be what everybody thinks is 2.5. That's they horrifying. Were, because nobody, nobody will make a decent DC comic. Uh, like, because all of their DC stands for dumb comics. All, all right, of their characters on, are dumb. All right, God damn it! Now trash. I know what you say. No, wait, wait. Before we get there, I want to change this. Jimbo or Jimbo national titles? <laughs> DC cinematic universe. How long is he staying alive? <laughs> Can they cryo him? Okay, so here's my thing about Batman, and I've thought about this a lot over the last couple of days, uh, and I want to compare him with Spider Man. So Spider Man's origin story. He gets his powers, but he doesn't really use them to fight crime at first. And this comes back to bite him, some pun intended, in a very particular way, because his uncle dies because he failed to intervene to stop a criminal. Right? Did I get everything right, Stephen? Yes, sir. Okay. So, it's understandable, like, oh, he's learned a lesson here. He has to use his powers to make the world a better place, because if he doesn't, he will live with the guilt that he didn't stop these things from happening. All right, that's number one. Batman, at least we'll use Christian Bale Batman. Batman sees his parents gunned down when he's a very young child, and then he grows up all disaffected because he didn't go to therapy and didn't work out his issues. Goes training off in the mountains. Um, Comes back home and sees his parents' killer proceeding through the justice system normally. Mm -hmm. So... That means he should fight. I don't understand. Why is Batman fighting crime if, like, what was supposed to happen did? The police caught the... It's not like this killer went uncaught. And if we are going to go with the other version of the origin story, where it's the Joker who kills his parents, that I'll buy. But if Batman's killer... If Batman's parents' killer is just... Jesus, asshole. I mean, like, since... Um, because well, here's the thing: the events of Solo suggest that maybe they're not. <laughs> oh no, no, we're not going down this path. No, what my so, book yeah, presupposes so, is. So isn't Batman kind of an asshole because he hasn't had some formative experience where he's like, "Oh, the police couldn't do the job, so I have to." Like, what the fuck? Um, since since he was created, there have been just a multitude of origin stories, and some are really wacky and zany and reflect the time. But the bottom line, the short version is this: since the mid '80s, Batman has become like a libertarian's wet dream, and basically reflected the Reagan era and then never stopped. And he became the smartest guy in the entire universe. And so it makes right. I'm giving you the answer basically that you want. I, okay. Yeah. Can I can I twist that into Batman is dollar store Punisher? Hmm. <laughs> you know he's Silicon Valley Punisher. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm more gonna accurate. disrupt these streets. I got an app. We're gonna disrupt. We're gonna disrupt crime. 
He's not cheap. It, no. You can't call him cheap. It's not like a knockoff. He's reinventing the bus. Right. Like it's the other direction. It's it some is, shit where it's it, like Batman's like, I've invented a device, and when you push a button, it shoots an object and it hits a person. Oh, cool. And everyone, so we, Elon everyone, Musk everyone mashes retweet, retweet like Batman. You invented a gun. Commissioner, here's a here's a special signal that you activate, and it tells me to come meet. You mean a phone? You invented a. It's a light. That's a phone. Batman, you it, invented a light. <laughs> like Batman, Batman's really, out there like. He, he like, invented what if, a really shitty text alert badge. What if we arrested the criminals? Yeah, you invented the police department, Batman, but you did it in a really inefficient, expensive way. What a dumbass! Batman is the stupidest. Okay, Batman is like by far the most compelling character in the DC universe, and he Wonder is Woman. The, and he is the stupidest character. Wonder Woman, the way What's they wrong did, with y'all? the way they did Wonder Woman, like they made the, a good DC movie. They did. They made a good DC, and that's it. That's the only one they're getting. A good DC movie. I, yeah, like if they did a Martian Manhunter one, it would be awesome. But Martian Manhunters never get any love because DC doesn't enough make enough you money. TV every week. He, you, they're not making a movie. Nobody, nobody knows that. He's they're not getting. Movie. They're not getting far enough in the depth chart oh, to get the Martian TV? Manhunter. What? Let's get that. What? Give me that. So I came on this. So I came on this podcast to basically now ha- associate Elon Musk and Batman for the rest of my life. I'm really are they glad that? I are they that? This. Are they that different? Really glad I stayed up to do this. Can you see? Can yeah, you Elon see? Musk does not lift. No, not one bit. And Batman, even husky Ben Affleck, fat kid Batman. Oh, he's, I bet he's got spongy bones. I just <laughs> want to talk about the tattoo. That's why. I, that's why. I, that's why I call Ben Affleck Elon Husk. So. Yeah. so- <laughs> <laughs> so I showed my, my wife had not seen the sad picture of Ben Affleck at the beach uh, oh until oh. a couple weeks ago. So I showed it to her and she looked at it carefully and she says, well, that's the new sad Husky. <laughs> oh. if we I do it, put sad Husky on Ben Affleck. <laughs> I don't think it would Too matter. Create, create that when you're listening and tweet it at Ryan Nanny. Thanks. My favorite was putting that on the internet because so many people commented on his ass. That was the best part of it was, man, he ain't got no cakes. His cake's <laughs> deflated. Look how flat that look how flat that shit is. It runs right into his like knees. That's so disturbing. His ex-wife pulled the bless your heart in Vanity Fair on him. How the Dude, fuck? she's from West Virginia. Like how the fuck did you leave yourself open to that? And how are you gonna work again? He's uh, from Boston, which is an underrepresented media market. I don't know if you know that, mm. but by law, people from Boston get movie contracts and you like can't websites bless my and heart stuff. Because I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> More carbs. More carbs. Crime will never be as loud as a Celtics home crowd. What if I made a car, but it was really heavy and covered in armor? That's a tank. It's a tank, dumbass. <laughs> Driving on um, a roof. Um, I have an important question. From RR5481, tell us about Big Ten bag men and in what ways they are more virtuous than SEC bag men. We had a legit serious question today that was that absolutely stabbed right at the heart of this pious bullshit. I don't really have a joke about it, but if you give me a second, I can look it up. But it essentially said, if you don't support bag men and you condemn the culture that goes on in the SEC and you're a Notre Dame or Michigan fan, aren't you – accidentally endorsing a modern form of slavery. I kind of just wanted to read the tweet and then just get off the air. That would have been our entire podcast. Yeah, well, kind of awkward for those folks up north. Bet they're really struggling with that one. I guess they just don't understand, uh, you know, that uh, people deserve to be treated equally. 
it's a common problem that mm. happens in the north i would just say this that if you are looking at any of this sordid behavior in the sec and beyond and you say oh well that could never be us how many other basic big stories or dynamics has that worked for huh because you know what what university in the sec i don't know protected uh protected a, a like a pedophile hundreds of cases and instances of that and then retreated to defending the institution above the individual that wasn't in the sec on a slightly um, lighter note ryan always now by the way that conversely the other thing to think is that's probably happened in the sec mm-hmm. yep. oh definitely that's the other thing yeah don't yeah. ever assume that the horrible phenomenon you're describing didn't happen in your neighborhood because if it's been described and it involves a large institution guess what flip it it probably happened to y'all and it also, will probably come out sooner rather than later in this environment and should that's good my point being don't assume any of this any of this isn't below board it's all possible ryan always reminds me of this because i don't watch basketball that much but it did vacate like a fucking final four for for paying players right that happened for like a uh, yeah. a money laundering scheme that yeah. in, that went I to federal court. That. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, um, yeah. It's everybody. This is it is just safer to assume that your school is doing some amount of dirt. You hope there, that it there, is the kind that Godfrey has been investigating, where you're like, well, in the on the on the moral arc, this is on you know a pretty comfortable side of it. But to Spencer's point, yeah, it's a large institution with a lot of fucked up um, motives, and it's probably going to have some uh, things on the other side of that arc as well. Power, power defends power. That's how that works. Yeah, and and there are no fences. It works everywhere. Fuck, this got deep. Yeah, I know. Better ask another question. Okay, uh, Godfrey, no. what are your somebody thoughts bail about us out of this? What are your thoughts Damn. about cowboy boots with the team logo on them? That's from JJ Ringer. I have no, I, I, I don't understand this at all. But are you in, I guess it only works in like Texas and Oklahoma where people will routinely tuck their pants into their boots. Otherwise, what are you doing? Or wear them with basketball shorts. That's fine. I'm totally fine with that. I choose not to do that. Um, it's, it's more of a religious reason. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it because it's very popular in certain campuses for the young ladies to pair with like a skirt or something like that. But I don't understand why, like, it, unless you are seriously fucking wearing shorts, you're not going to show the logo off. But hey, more power to you. There is a school I know that will wear the team logo boots. I've seen it with shorts, and that is Oklahoma State. Yes. I've seen this at LSU. You've seen that at LSU? Okay. Yes. Have you seen it on a man at LSU? No. Okay. I've seen it on a man at Oklahoma State. Um, yeah, no, so don't sleep on K State either. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah. It's it's the bean bag of the Big Twelve. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't sleep on it. It's just Bill's not come on, have have a sleep. I'm just a big old bean bag. I can't hurt you. Oh, look at that. Your season's ruined because it tore your rotator cuff. Thanks for playing. Here's a nice note. When did you decide that you were a cowboy boot person, Godfrey? Ooh, uh, well, not always. It's just more of a public persona, but um, God, uh, I guess early college. 
that just feels like a hard thing to just be like, yep, that's uh, that's a thing I do now. And I, look, yeah, but it works for you, and that's great. But it's the kind of thing that's where when you do it though. Oh right, when you're when you're full of like uh, like college is filled with those like overcorrections of character and identity experiments and all that shit where like you can you can literally erase the collective memory by semester. So if you pull a stunt like that at any other age of your life, you're going to be made fun of. Whereas mm-hmm. in college, it's just like, wait, did is he always doing that? I don't know. I'm drunk. Well, I don't take sociology with you assholes anymore, so I don't have to talk about it. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Are you you're do you own a pair of cowboy boots, Brian? No. I couldn't I couldn't pull that off to save my life. Do you Holly, do you own a pair of cowboy boots? Several. Several. Yeah. When did you decide you could carry them off? It was never a decision point for me. I've just always been around them because yeah. I she's, am from Hill People. She's yeah. Bane she's Bane, Godfrey's Batman. I okay. mean, most of my family comes from Appalachia, North Georgia, and like I remember my grandparents wearing them, and it was, yeah. I guess it, it's funnier to to me to hear Ryan act like it was a big choice. We were just like, yeah, it's way know. more. It's it comes from the ambience more than the affectation. Yes, I yeah, mean there uh, there are situations now, like there are situations in which it is an affectation, but the reason that I own them was because they were an ambient factor in my upbringing. Let me put it this way. If you're in Tampa and you see somebody wearing cowboy boots and you're not at a Texas roadhouse, you should leave. You should oh, go God, somewhere so else. Moist. You should go somewhere else because that is a person who has a lot Not to enough hide. dry fit half-calf socks in the world. <laughs> I own one pair. One pair. They're good and boots. They're great boots, man. No, they're phenomenal. I wouldn't trade it for the world. They're awesome. If you get a good pair of boots, don't ever part with them. They're amazing. Oh. I will back something. I will say this, man. I think Spencer would appreciate this. You get to a, a very grumpy phase of parenthood where you are the idea of like fashion and clothing yourself is so fucking arbitrary that there's something very appealing about buying a clothing product that can last you like 35 years. That's right. really enticing. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll old man you. I'll, um, I'll see your old manness and I'll raise you. I don't want to buy something that might hurt my feet because I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a powerful counterpoint. Yeah, really you got to buy the right kind. God, I'm so washed. Actually, I feel and like I love having it. a very young child would be a good time to break them in because, like, when you're walking the baby around in the mm. apartment or whatever, you just wear an extra pair of socks. Break them in. Break mm. them in in a controlled environment when you have to be pacing about anyway. I think we have maybe two more good questions for Godfrey here. One. That presupposes that other questions were good, but go ahead. This is practical. How do I become a bag man for my rival school and then accidentally get discovered? This was... We've been talking about making a parlor game out of this for years. They they asked this question for on our show today too. Um, Now, if you want want to double up... It's the plot of the Americans. Done. Okay, for those who haven't seen the Americans, help us out. Like me, I haven't seen it. You get trained by Soviet agents for about six to ten years. You um, basically learn like Krav Maga and a bunch of other fighting techniques. You have to learn foreign languages. Um, you have to undergo just years of like horrible abuse and psychological reprogramming. And then you just move across the state to the ag school that you don't like. And um, I don't know, start handing out $20 bills. Can, um, we make, can we remake the Americans and call it the Arkansans? Man. If only dibs I, on 
dibs on that. No, don't say it. I don't know. Don't, don't we want it to be like a? Don't we want this to be like a high dollar thing to make it more exciting? If only I'd been interacting with people in Los Angeles who would be receptive to such an idea for the past year. Huh. Huh. What's the um, other good question? Life's funny. Let's see. Um, this one's man. This one's real disturbing. Okay. Uh, by the way, the, the the conclusion to that question is: What if I want them to get the death penalty? No one gets the death penalty. No one gets the death penalty. It's impossible. It doesn't Do you remember? Uh, have we talked about on the show how part, one of the NCAA penalties they used to levy was that you didn't get to play games on television? That that yeah, was we thing? have talked about that. Yeah, and that's it's, why it and it's terrific. It's so good to remember that that there was once a time where the NCAA would consider that, and now silence. I believe that was. I believe that was. Uh, didn't Auburn get that once? Because I remember there was one season where it was like Auburn was the indie band favorite. That there was. The- yeah, there was an SEC. I don't remember if it was Auburn or not, but there was an SEC school, and that that was, I think, probably what tilted it towards. SMU mm, maybe we're not going right? to do this. When, like, yes, SMU correct, definitely got it. Yeah. yeah. So real journalism moment. I asked someone during this investigation. I was like, "Is it possible if they actually did the old school death penalty?" And their immediate response was, we did an economic economic impact study, or or they had seen an economic impact study of what removing one SEC team would do in terms of like violating all the contractual agreements for television. Never going to happen, ever, 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 ever. ever. <laughs> so, I would, so I would point to this. <laughs> Taylor, come on home. Yeah, no, like this. You have no incentive not to. None. Hey, unless, unless you're Notre Dame. Unless you're Notre Dame, because you're only, you're only hurting yourself and the ACC, which you're a member of. Exactly. And Comcast and us. Yeah, but you have no incentive not to, right? You're only Listen, hurting Notre I'm, Dame and Comcast. Oof. I'm Ooh, sorry. Boy, what a NBC, NBC has the Stanley Cup, but they didn't put it on their primary network. I'm not I'm not playing this game right now. Just got Doc Emmer, Doc Emmer emptying the whole thesaurus over on the Weather Channel. <laughs> okay, didn't realize we were putting our corporate synergy strategy in a burn barrel tonight. But fuck nobody's listening this far. No, no, no. See, nobody's listening this far. This is true. Please. Uh, the the last part, and I'm just going to ask you. It's a very moving question, I think. Is why do you hate Ole Miss? <laughs> uh, because I I don't look good in pastels. <laughs>